Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Weekly Recess. My name is Mitchell Lee alongside Connor Vandermark, Nick Izzo, Tommy Grant. We are the Jersey Nerds. And in New Jersey on Sunday, a glorious event. And when I say glorious, I really mean trash as hell events took place. And that was the New York Jets taking on the New York Giants. And we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way for those of you who do not know. Connor and I, big time New York Jets fans. Nick, a New York Giants fan. For some reason, Tommy roots for the Miami Dolphins. Sure, why not? I have my reasons. Because I get to to sit back and watch fans of these two mediocre teams this season just completely hate their teams. I've never seen people hate their teams more after a game than Jets and Giants fans this week. Well, given the fact that the Miami Dolphins have not won a playoff game since 2000, I don't really know if – you should be doing much of the the chatting here. So, look, we'll come back media, to you. We we are average. We will come back to uh to to you and your win over the <laughs> nice uh, point, the 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 lowly Patriots. So look, I I, tra- I give my trash talk knowing my team is average. We are not great, but we are not terrible. But, I would I would I would not go as far as to call them average. I think you're you're but, better than average. I think you're above average. But you know I what? Think the, the Between Jets you guys an and everybody at work right and everybody I've heard, just everybody has been bitching and moaning about how poorly the Jets and Giants played yesterday. Well, if you watch the game, Tommy. Oh, I I chose not to. Actually, I, I wasn't even able to watch it. Okay, well, good for, good for your eyeballs. Let's, let's just go ahead and dive into things. The Jets with an overtime win. 13 to 10 over the New York Giants. Uh, where do we want to begin? We can talk about the MetLife turf, uh, just taking taking bodies. Uh, the Jets down to their does. fourth their fourth string center, um, and just multiple offensive linemen down. Tyrod Taylor going to the hospital for a rib injury. Last time he had a rib injury, he was stabbed by a team doctor of the Los Angeles Chargers, and it gave way to Justin Herbert's career. So this one, I think, a little bit less. uh, You know, he was injured during the game. Um, But that gave way to Tommy DeVito coming in for the Giants and their depleted offensive line. So neither team offensively could really do too much. The Jets... Their first drive of the second half, defensively, with just some of the dumbest penalties you will ever see a team commit, gifting the Giants like 40 yards on the drive. And I see Nick nope. Nick smiling, thinking about the good times, Tommy DeVito nope. handing the ball off to Saquon Barkley and then handing the ball off That's to the Saquon only, Barkley. And... That is the only reason that that kept them in the game are for those penalties. But I am I am so aware that they literally <laughs> would not be there if it were not for those penalties. So that's Graham why I Gano- smile. <laughs> Graham Gano misses a kick, uh, missed yep. two kicks, oh, be- but missed a. Uh, a I just I have to say cheap this shot or a, a... Here yes. here's the highlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> four third down conversions out of thirty four. For both teams, uh, you, you want to know what the main you want to know what the main highlight Ugh. of this game is? 
Sure thing, Carl from Aqua, Aqua Team Hunger Force. The the Jets punter <laughs> or the Giants punter, I'm pretty sure. Both punters. Right over his head. They had no, I, I know you're talking about. Both punters had more punts than the points that were scored in the freaking game. That's a, that's great too. I didn't see that one. That that's is great. Absolutely pathetic display of football. I mean, the it was peewee football out there. Let's just hand it off. Halfback ISO, halfback stretch, like every other play. I mean, for God's sakes, you gotta at least try to throw the ball. And you have Tommy DeVito no, just handing the ball off. They every, didn't try. Every play. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to at least try. Like, my God, handing the ball off every play is not going to work. And then Let's... knowing that your offense is totally inept, you should elect to defend on the overtime knowing that your defense is your best chance of stopping them for a field goal. But no, they elect to receive. And as soon as that happens, I, I think I even texted you guys. I went, well, like, there goes the game. Yeah, I wasn't received. too mad. And then what, what did they do? The first passes of, of Tommy DeVito's career? Swing passes on second second and third and 20 going and absolutely not just a, nowhere. And not just a, a screen, but a screen that uh, there's a holding penalty. So then you yep. guys got even more backed up. And yep. then by the third down, everyone on the – like the, uh, Quinn and Williams nearly got another interception. Trying to yeah. intercept the uh, the screen pass because everyone yeah. knew it was coming. Stevie we Wonder have gotten could to see that, that point. The, that the <laughs> screen pass was getting called. We I wouldn't mean, have gotten like, to that point if it wasn't geez. for the magic of young Zach Wilson making things happen in the fourth quarter, oh, getting yeah. the ball to Garrett <laughs> <Magic>. Wilson, <laughs> then getting the ball to Alan Lazard, the spike with one second left, and the Jets special teams making things happen. Greg Zerline making two big field goals. Connor, how you feeling after this one, buddy? Uh, uh, like, I was I was watching this after my uh, my niece's christening, and I was with a bunch of Giant fans. It was only me and my brother-in-law's best friend that are only, the only Jet fans at this bar. And he gave up hope. I'm like, Game's not over yet. The Giants suck that much that we at least have a chance. But still, it, like to me, I know the weather was bad. The turf was not great. But like, no offense to your Giants, but like I see them as a lower team than us, especially how their season's been going this year. I know the defense definitely has turned it around. Oh, but, like, they definitely are. But it like was, they, they are a lesser than team, and like the fact that it came down to like. The fact that it came down to the wire like this, I'm like, oh, like, I understand, like, you no, know, I know um, the Jets coach, um, Salah, who was like, uh, he mentioned that you don't care how the game is won, it's still a win, which I agree with. But at the same time, like, that was ugly. Like, just put a paper bag on that and just forget about it. I mean, if you want to talk about gift wrapping – W's to teams. I mean, the Giants put uh, put a bow on it. They they shipped it overnight delivery for you. I mean, like any, anything that they could have done to just be like, you know what, you can have it. Amazon Prime, right on there. 
Right. Like, I mean, like, it's just, oh, my God. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the Giants for the simple reason of I think their season effectively ended. Yes. I mean, they traded away Leonard Williams today. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. So they rec- they traded Leonard Williams in a trade that I think was really good for the Giants. It was, um, actually, yeah. Two and and the, the, the good things I will say about the Giants in that game was uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence were complete game wreckers. Uh, yes. They were just all they lived in the backfield of the uh, good part. It, and it was a it was a part that very nearly won the game on its own for the New York Giants. That's how good it was. However, definitely should have the Jets defense. Apart from that one drive where it was just incredibly undisciplined. They didn't have to play defense too much. They only had to defend the run. And I think they did fine. Um, Ben don't break type deal. Uh, The biggest thing for me is there needs to be someone else. I know Devontae Adams was just furious leaving the field on Monday Night Football because Jimmy Garoppolo played horribly and he only got one pass. And I know that that's very unlikely that the Jets make a deal for Devontae Adams tomorrow. They need to get somebody in there because if Garrett Wilson isn't open or if Garrett Wilson is getting double teamed or whatever the deal is, or if Garrett Wilson's off the field, heaven forbid, no one is getting open for this team. And Zach Wilson can't hang on to the ball forever because this offensive line is going to get him killed because everyone is getting hurt on either that MetLife turf or out in Denver. There are so many people getting injured. They can't run the ball because the offensive line is just constantly rotating because no one's staying healthy. And I can't even really blame Zach because he threw some really nice passes that were just getting dropped, particularly by guys like Lazard, who I'm just, I know he had the big catch to set things up in the late fourth quarter. I didn't really like the signing much going into the season. I wasn't a fan of his in Green Bay, and he hasn't done much to really prove me wrong so far. They really need Corey needed Corey Davis to stick around, and that didn't happen. They they need someone else because Garrett Wilson cannot do it all himself, despite the fact that he had another tremendous game. It's kind. Of, it's like, I think it's kind of funny that you bring that up too. Is like, because Aaron Rodgers brought like quote unquote his weapons in from Green Bay, and then it's still the same problem. Devontae. Yeah. Like, if we get Devontae, like I would have more hope. But like, isn't like it? We'll be a. We'll definitely give us a better shot to the playoffs. But like, but overall, I don't think that it is the. Zach Wilson is our our anchor, and it's we have to drag him no matter what. So we'll see what happens. I, with the way that Zach Wilson has played so far this season, there are so many games. Eagles, Giants, quite possibly even Broncos as well, where. Zach Wilson of last year loses that game. And if Zach Wilson of last year was our quarterback, we'd be out of things already. Be a two-win team. We'd be right there with the Giants looking on, you know, 
draft websites trying to figure out who we're picking next year. And Zach Wilson taking care of the football, playing better. That's what's keeping us talking about trading for someone like Devontae Adams and not looking at who the top receivers are in the draft next year. That's very true. All right. Can we agree to never speak of this game again? Agrees. Yes. Yep. Wipe All right. Up, wipe, wiped off and the memory garbage. Card. Yep. <laughs> wipe off. Wipe it off the hard drive. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the Dolphins, even though I don't think that there's too much to say about 31-17 against the Patriots. This was a game where both teams just kind of looked the way that you thought they would look. I'm glad that the Dolphins really got Jalen Waddle going in this one because it seemed for a while that it was the Tyree Kill show and Waddle was either injured or kind of a second thought in this offense. And I'm glad that they utilized him more in this game. I still think they're missing uh, Devon Achan because their run game isn't as dynamic as it's been in, in games past. However, I don't think you can understate how important getting Jalen Ramsey is for this defense. He came in and made an immediate impact with an interception and he gives a kind of weak secondary, a, uh, a superstar and someone you got a game plan around. No, it definitely helps him out. Um, Cause their defense is something that has been lacking in at least the beginning of the season. And it's good to at least buffer that up because, because they have a real chance at being true contenders. Like, they're currently tied for number one in the AFC, and that's a huge, huge thing to earn because you get that first week by. And you don't have to deal with no dealing with a team currently. Let's see the teams in the wild card right now, which is the Browns, who are still looking formidable. And you have the Jets, the Bengals sitting around there, and the Steelers, which are all teams that I honestly would not really want to deal with because of the fact that they just play grinded out football. They're, like, yeah, they're teams that don't really – they scare coaches more than fan bases because they want to play down in the mud. Yeah, and Miami's a team where, like, do you really want to be dragged down with them? And, though, know, I'd rather have see Miami try to win a shootout and, like, getting that first round by is very valuable, and they have a real good position to do that. So why not why not sell and go get that for themselves? Or buy gave that themselves. Part part of me about you that. You kind of you you kind of brought up my next point. With the Chiefs losing to Denver, the AFC, at least it feels a little bit more up for grabs, as far as who can get the one seed. I still expect it to be Kansas City, and I admit that part of that is just because they've been doing it so frequently that it's like the Patriots back in the day, where it feels kind of dumb to not bet on them or expect that they'll get things figured out. We got the Dolphins, Ravens, Jaguars, and Chiefs all at six and two. Which one of these teams interests you the most moving forward? I'll start with you, Nick. Six. I would say the Jags interests me the most because I didn't, I didn't see them having a six and two record, but their, their offense and their defense has been playing um, I wouldn't say obviously like the best, but they've been pretty, 
pretty consistent in in their play recently that you know they have Travis Etienne going they've got um, uh, they got Ingram from from the Giants who appears to have found his new home over there in, uh, in Jacksonville um, Trevor Lawrence looks pretty good so yeah I think I think out of all those teams because the other ones you kind of expect them to kind of be up there well for some of them but for for jacksonville i didn't think they would be where they are i thought jacksonville could be just because i didn't like their division coming into this year i thought their division was definitely the weakest but uh they're interesting to me because i don't think they've played as well as they can play i don't think trevor lawrence has played at an elite level this season i don't think they've gotten consistent play out of either kirk or ridley this year and apart from Josh Allen, they can't really get pressure on the quarterback. So they're six and two, but I still think that there's a a lot of room for them to still grow. For me, I think the Ravens are a lot more dangerous sure. than people are giving credit. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I think, is a key for this team. I think that he can get things figured out. Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson's got guys to throw to. And their defense just finds a way to get the ball back in advantageous situations for that offense. The biggest challenge for them is, unlike Jacksonville, every team in their division can beat them. They Every team in their division is fun. And I guess the South doesn't have any like terrible teams, but the Colts scare me a lot less than either the Browns, Bengals, or Steelers right now. The AFC, uh, the AFC North reminds me of that that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That turn of phrase where it's like crabs dragging themselves into the bucket. Like every time I try, a crab tries to leave the bucket, another crab pulls it down, and it's always the same way. And that's that's how I, I see the I AFC North. Do not know what you are referring to. And also the turn of phrase, that's a new one for me. No crabs no? in a bucket. I don't. Yeah, no. crabs in a bucket. They always pull them, pull them down. It's a, it's a Got me on that one. Um, but like it's it's it is a I completely agree with you there. Like the Kansas like to the end, the Chiefs upset was definitely a surprise. But once you find out like oh Mahomes is playing with the flu during this game, like all right, kind of get that. Um, but like it is. I like Jags defense. I think they've been playing fine. Jags defense is what's been surprising me this year. And if they if their offense finds another level, I think they can be really dangerous. Like the Chiefs kind of had the same thing that the Ravens did. Uh, I can't remember which game it was, where it's just Mahomes. I mean, say with the flu or not, he was putting the football exactly where it needed to go, and you had guys like Sky Moore just. Dropping it. Yeah, like, there needs to be someone not named Travis Kelsey that can make a play. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it could have been Kadarius Tony, but look, look where that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that, that was going to come up? Hmm. Um, ah, Niners Bengals was also an interesting one for me that's because. True. We've, we've had to talk about the Bengals and how slow they started off, and they seem to do this every single year, and it's every year it's like, oh, we got gotcha. you. You thought we were going to suck this year. 
didn't you thought Burrow was gonna have a bad year, and then Burrow comes around and has one of his best games, maybe ever. I would say I, I would really put it up there with one of his better games on the road against San Francisco. Twenty eight of thirty two, two hundred eighty three yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions against this 49ers defense on the road. So I'll say, is your bigger takeaway the Bengals are back or something's wrong with San Francisco? Because I'm leaning more Cincinnati. I think it's definitely definitely both, but I would also agree with you that I think it's Cincinnati that their, their offense just seems to be flowing a lot more. Like... You know, obviously Jamar Chase is going to get his targets, but they got T. Higgins more involved. Um, you know, they they decided to to use some run plays. Um, you know, again and, and involve Joe Mixon. He was running it well. Who's always been pretty consistent in terms of performance. So, um, yeah, I would I would agree with you. I, I think I think I definitely take away the Bengals. Um, you know, from from that game, but yeah. Something, something's definitely not going well in San Francisco right now. We got more than two losses in a row now. It's not, it's not looking as as much of a cakewalk as it uh, as it did before. They're looking vulnerable, and I'm pulling up stuff right now with it. Like I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals have a really good match. Like 49ers, they're great. Like, but like. The Browns game lost to a court. You lost to a backup quarterback. The Vikings game you lost to the Vikings who did not have uh, Jefferson in that game. They went. They had to go with um, Addison. Addison was tearing up. Yeah, he he tore him up. And then you had, you had a Bengals team that you're who 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 slowly have been get, getting heated up, and they they got torched by them too. Like. We have some really interesting games coming up, and like in I'm looking at the schedules now, where it's a they're both on by this upcoming week, but when they both come off a bye, Boy Niners versus Jaguars, it's a really good, interesting game for them. It'd be at Jacksonville, and then for Cincinnati, they have they have the Bills this week, uh, on Sunday Night Football, which would also be a really good game where it's like a good measuring stick for the Bengals. Like, okay, if we beat the Bills here. We're looking pretty good. I just have I have faith that the Niners are going to figure things out. But I also probably should have expressed more faith with the Bengals as well. It's just that the Bengals are the AFC so crowded that it's tough to take a you know the first few games of the year and take a step back the way that they did and then recover from it. Whereas mm-hmm. San Francisco and the NFC, you can kind of afford to do that. Now they're in the fight for the top of the NFC West. They've lost that to Seattle. I think they'll get it back. But Seattle's risen to the occasion. They've gotten Jackson Smith and Jigba more involved. And their defense, their defense hits hard. They make plays. And you, you can't really count them out for winning that division necessarily either. No, you definitely can't. Yeah. Now, no, sales the, defense has been good all year. One of, the, one of the big things that happened this week was Kirk Cousins 
playing some of the best football of his career right now with the Minnesota Vikings, particularly in the month of October. Finally got that big win in prime time against the Niners on Monday and then tears his Achilles against the Green Bay Packers. The nine or the the Vikings rather were in the thick of the NFC wildcard race and could have even been seen as a team competing with Detroit for the NFC North title. However, now that seems to bump them out of that race, maybe still in the wild card, depending on what they do at quarterback. But right now it's rookie Jaron Hall out of BYU, who I did like coming out, but as more of a developmental fourth, fifth round type guy, let's wait and see if you know we can accentuate what this guy does well and kind of smooth out his as a smooth out his edges um but not you know throw him into the fire in the middle of a playoff race type of type of thing so uh and they play atlanta however atlanta just gave up their big uh that the Titans' big rookie quarterback, Will Levis, and just let him go for four touchdowns and a win against them. So Atlanta's had some trouble with quarterbacks making their first starts against them. Well, I guess not Bryce Young, but not as of late. I gotta say, I'm curious what the Vikings are going to do because of the fact that their schedule isn't as daunting in the next five games. So... I'm curious what their their front office is going to do if they're going to try to make a playoff push because the trade deadline is tomorrow. So, and again, we're recording this on a Monday. So, like... Colt McCoy. I, That's ooh. what I'm thinking. You think so? Colt McCoy. Bring him in off the street, if for nothing else, as a backup. It's something. It's something. Yeah. Um, he at least has a, some, some veteran presence. Um. But, like, you have the Falcons, you have the Saints, you have the Broncos, the Bears, the Raiders. All of them are winnable games. Like, if you but put yourself... But are they yourself, winnable with Jaron Hall? That's the question. Like, no. Or do you try to sell off pieces while you still can and try to say, okay, scratch it and welcome to rebuild? Because, because let's be real. Do you think I think that Kirk Cousins is going to play another NFL game ever? I think he will. He's getting old. He's let's pull his age up right now. Now I know old is a subjective term when it comes to NFL. Hey man, we're <laughs> you got to keep in mind, and I know that there are very different styles of not just quarterback, but just people in general. We're talking about potentially seeing Aaron Rodgers play quarterback in December for the New York Jets, and he's older than Aaron Rodgers than uh, Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins he had, thirty-five. Yes, he's 35, Rodgers is 39. So, I mean, I definitely think we'll see him again. Just not this season, of course. We're not getting a miraculous comeback from from Cousins this year. Again, if there's one good thing about Rodgers' injury, it's that it happened at the very beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Uh, injuries this year, too. And not to go back to the uh, to the the game of which we mentioned we wouldn't speak of, but I just saw a a report that I think the uh, the Bills are trying to trade for a Dory Jackson. 
So good for them because they they used their first round pick on Kyler Elam last year, and he was a healthy scratch in their game against the Buccaneers, which underrated move. The Chiefs traded in front of the Bills in the 2022 draft to get Trent McDuffie, who's been one of the top corners of the last few years uh, since he came into the league. And the Bills ended up getting Kyler Elam, a guy who has made zero impact for them. So that's a huge move in the uh, balance of power in the AFC East. I'll leave you guys with a couple of questions, if you don't mind. So we'll start things off with the NFC wild card. So we've got Dallas in one of those spots. We've got either Seattle or San Francisco in one of those spots. But now with Minnesota, Minnesota would be a team that a lot of people would have taken. But now with that Cousins injury, who gets that third spot? Because there's a lot of uncertainty now. I don't want the NFC South to get two spots, but it looks like they might. Well, I have to say, I, I'm going to go on a limb here. I think with the Commanders. Depends on which version of Sam Howell we get. That's the question. Because the fact that I thought that they looked good against the Eagles. Like, well, their offense did. Their offense did, yes. But, like, but the I know the Eagles' defense is a lot more porous, but, like, if if their offense can finally get it clicking, like, Jahan Dotson finally got involved with their first-round pick they picked, what, last year. Like, if he gets moving again and they actually get clicking the way they were supposed to, that everybody expected them to be, I think that they could be a formidable team where they can like I I think what nine and eight can get you in that wild card spot. And yeah. Eight three and nine th- could get you in that wild card yeah, spot. Sure. So like you might have to depend on a tiebreaker, but the, that seven team might not have a winning record. Like I think that they can compete it's I'm looking at their schedule. It looks like it might be tough. I might take that one back because it does not. The, the, you have the Patriots, you have the Giants, okay. Then maybe the Rams and the Jets that you can win, but everything else looks cool. Because uh, they're also going to be getting the Jets uh, on the game when Rodgers comes back. So it's going to be difficult. Nobody's winning that game against the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I might take that one back because it, their schedule is not looking pretty. Nick? Oh man, so the third wild card spot, right? <clears throat> man, that's a tough one because I I was I was in my head thinking the commanders, um, not first, but um, I don't know. I mean, looking at it now, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe this, I don't know what the record is, I have to look, but maybe the Saints, I don't even, I don't even know, honestly, I'm looking at all the teams right now. Saints could could be a good contender. I might take the Saints to win their division, though. I, I, 
that's the that's the thing I'm debating. It's like, could I see them winning their division? I don't know. I would take the Rams if they like Stafford might go on IR, and then you're playing Brett Rippon for four games. Give me the Bucks. So, sure. I'm I'm actually leaning towards taking Tampa. As strange as it sounds, Atlanta's way too up and down. You never know who they're going to decide to not use week to week. So I'm I'm actually going to go with the Saints to win the division and then Tampa to get that seventh spot. I think the Bucks defense, like, I haven't been high on them most of the season. Like, they've been keeping at least every game defensively-wise. Like, kind of... They've been keeping games close, and they yeah. have Evans and Godwin to the point where they can make big plays if they need them. Hey, listen to me last week. Uh, I I call it I call it for both the under and the spread for the Tampa Bay Bills game this week. So I got the go. uh, I you had the under yeah, for that one as well. Take the I don't know if I called the under, but I was definitely on. You called the under. You called the under. Oh, I did. You called you okay. you. I, I said cover. You said under. I was like, why not both? Oh, I I felt like I was definitely on. Uh, maybe I, I just spoke a, wrong because I, I was definitely, definitely on Tampa covering that spread I you were on, was... you, you were on tampa but he's like the under is a lot easier hit than hit on that one gotcha. I remember, I, that's what you said on that but like still i've been I, like i thought the bucks had a chance and they definitely kept that game close mm-hmm. no i think no is he is mayfield a no superstar quarterback no but he's nope. a good one like if I was the if I were the Vikings, I would not mind them kicking the door, kicking the tires on them. No, that would have been. I mean, Bucks aren't going to make that deal, of course. I I, I know but... they won't, but like I would not mind as a Vikings fan. Like if a Viking fan was like, I would not mind that. Like, I think it'd be a better replacement than anything else. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the schedule though. Like, the schedule is definitely winnable. Like Texans, Titans, you get the 49ers game. Okay. Colts, Panthers, Falcons, Packers, Jaguars, okay, Saints, Panthers. Like, you have two games that are dangerous there. Other than that, you could easily win 75% of those games that are the what's considered coin tosses of against your weak teams. All right, so final question. What, who's the team to beat right now? Who is the top dog? I think that's a pretty easy question at the moment. Right now, it's Eagles because they're the only one with the highest record. I would say the uh, the toughest team right now is probably the bye week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, for some teams, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, as as much as I hate to admit it, yeah, probably. Probably the Eagles for for this moment, for this week at least. Because they, they've got Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills as their next three games, and those are all going to be three teams that will give them a run for their money. Wait, what? That's their next three games? Yep. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills are the next three. And and then, oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you are underselling this. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. That is a Ooh. gauntlet. Eagles are going to be playing some fun games coming up. Yep. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing they're, that. 
they're the team to beat. So everybody's gonna be watching to see if they, if anybody takes that mantle, and especially Chiefs because they're still holding that six and two record. So I don't know. I would say the the big one that I'm looking forward to seeing them play is the Cowboys because you know you gotta take care of your own division. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, sure. before Connor and Nick answer, I would just say actually no, go ahead. You guys can go ahead and give your answers first because mine is kind of short and simplistic. Uh, honestly, I, I would say the team to beat. <laughs> I want to rephrase it as more like the team I'm scared of. The Ravens. I was high on them early, and if they get like I know they just beat the Cardinals of all teams, but like they, the Lions win was a one that was like okay if they if they their offense figures it out and their defense you no know, heals up and gets to the way they can be look out because i'll tell you what needs to happen i'll tell you what needs to happen something that hasn't happened in a few years now lamar jackson staying healthy at the end of the season yes because they've been in this situation before where they've been top of the league in november and then lamar gets hurt and they're either out of the playoffs or they're playing in the playoffs but without lamar jackson if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, I think the Ravens are a legitimate threat to win the Super Bowl. Like their next, this their is next the games, best I've felt about them since Lamar's MVP season. Yep, I completely agree with that. And like they're going to, they're going to have their their it, their medals going to be tested this next three games with the Seahawks, the Browns, the Bengals, which I like, love all of these tough games everyone's playing. Meanwhile, yeah, the Jets are about to get like the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, yeah. Just, Mwah, love it, but if, if Nick, they come, if they come a two and one in that situation though, like they're, I think they'll be looking pretty good. Go ahead, yeah. Nick. Yeah, well, we're still doing toughest to beat, right? Well, I said top dog. Oh yeah, I I I agreed with Tommy. I think it's the the Eagles at the moment. Um, That's right. That's right. They just to me, they just seem to have like, the best. Uh, that is a. They just real... seem to have the best flow, um, right now. I know they did get maybe the. The, the exact start that everybody thought they would. I, I know they won, but in terms of, I guess, the the dominance that, you know, that people were used to, um, I, I think they're slowly but surely starting to see it. And um, they have a gauntlet up ahead, but I, I think if they, you know, if they just continue playing the way they do, I, I don't see many teams kind of keeping pace with them. I guess is the best way to put that. I've got a boring answer. As long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to have trouble picking against them. Um, although their next two games, again, fun ones. We got the Dolphins and Frankfurt, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on November 5th. We do get an extra night of sleep. Uh, or an extra, not not night. That would be lovely. Hour. Extra, extra hour of sleep that night, though. So you know, wake up Phillip. nice and early, watch that game. Philip Steins. And then the next week we get Monday Night Football: Eagles Chiefs. So fun. I think the Chiefs are gonna. I think they win that Miami game, and there's a chance that they go back to back and win both of those games and kind of remind people that. Oh, yeah, as long as Patrick Mahomes is on your team, you should be considered the favorite. As much as I would love to see my Dolphins make it out of that game, I I definitely am giving Chiefs the favor on that one. 
I need to see Miami beat a team of substance before I pick I mean, them to beat just, a team of substance. The, the Tua Waddle Hill combination, I I think, gives them merit to stand a chance. But I just the defense still isn't giving me enough to to praise on yet. Ramsey being back is nice. I I I really think that once they get Achan back, that that's gonna be huge because he adds another element of electricity to that offense that they just don't really have right now yeah um all right well my uh my lines my lines pick to have a better record than the san francisco 49ers looking pretty good right now because their schedule is looking weak i love it yeah it is the dolphin shed showdown is coming down in a few weeks it's black friday baby yep will aaron Rodgers be back for that game is is he expected to be back no, at all? if he's back, I I expect I'm him back like in at December. All, like at all this season. Is he I, ex- I actually back? I think Christmas Eve against the Commanders. So like the second yep. to last game. The second to last game. So the Jets just need to hold on. Again, people talk about winning ugly. I don't care how it looks. Just so, make so sure he that the, he can. Is he gonna be your Christmas present? Is he gonna come out into the game with a little bow on his head? I might as well. <laughs> He's gonna come well out be. with some hiwaska and just you know, give it out to oh my the, god, give it out to the crowd. And He's not doing that right now. <laughs> just ball it. <laughs> yes. I don't know which jokes frustrate me more: the Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca jokes or the Kyler Murray playing Call of Duty jokes. Oh, ayahuasca. But... I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. My bad. Yeah. Yes. My bad. All right. Well, that wraps things up for. The weekly recess episode number seven. Guys, we've got NBA going on, NHL, the World Series taking place, NFL, college football, all that stuff. So enjoy your sport of choice and uh, have fun with it. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. Deuces.